Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. <laughs> no, you're not. How do you know? You're taller. You're taller than Bronwyn. I, I have a cold. <laughs> you see, I, I turn, I become a baritone when I have a cold. I'm Kyle Calgren. I'm standing in for Bronwyn Isaac on this today's episode. Yes. Which is strange because this isn't a, a high concept romantic comedy. Yeah, and usually Kyle will only show up for the high concept ones, but for the next two episodes, I have wrangled him. Well, not the next two episodes. This episode and the next you live episode. With me. I wrangled him. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I still wrangled you. Yes. Yes. So I we was... are doing 2007's made for ABC Family holiday special, Holiday in Handcuffs, starring Melissa Joan Hart. You know, Clarissa, who explained it all. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Current shill for Christian propaganda. Yes, yes. God's not dead too. Melissa Joan Hart, and <laughs> she converted from Wicca <laughs> to, to Christianity at some point. And we have Mario Lopez, best known for being on Saved by the Bell and then hosting a lot of things. He hosts a lot of things now. He's a host. Yeah, he looks like a host. He does. He has a host face. And he's, he's definitely not a good actor. So No, he is a good actor. He can just only play hosts. <laughs> That's all a host is. It's an actor pretending to be a host. <laughs> okay. That's my uh, own personal theory about it. So this film was directed by Ron Underwood. Let's look at his filmography. Wow, he's directed so many things that this is going to take a little bit. Let me find the highlights. Ooh, I, I'm really curious to see um, what else he directed because it can't, can't be much. Um, A lot. He has had a very, very long and storied career starting with... Storied? Short storied. Anyway, starting with um, ABC Weekend specials, so I guess he did some made-for-TV specials there, and then he directed 1990s Tremors, the first Tremors. Oh, then, wow. Then he moved on to City Slickers, then Heart and Souls. These aren't made-for-TV movies at all. Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> the Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> wow. Oh, Yes, we have found the person responsible. Okay, I take back my my snark, my snark about storied. That and actually then, is a very fascinatingly bad career. And then future episode, definitely in 2005's Into the Mix, which is the Usher rom-com slash action movie. We're going to be doing that eventually. What? And then he moved on to television specials, starting with 2006's Santa Baby with Jenny McCarthy. As in, as, as in, in anti-vax, Jenny McCarthy. Okay. And then he did the live-action Year Without a Santa Claus with John Goodman. I remember that one. I don't. Uh, and you know, and then Holiday in Handcuffs. Let's see if he did any. He did a lot of TV after Holiday in Handcuffs. A lot of TV. Drop Dead Diva, Make It or Break It, Reaper, Ugly Betty, Secret Life of the American Teenager, Santa Baby 2. I mean... Christmas, maybe. 
I mean, just looking at the thumbnail for this on Netflix just didn't really make it seem like the guy had done much else. Yeah, and he, but he had. He directed Tremors, which is like a good movie. Like, I mean, it's not like the best movie ever, but, you know, it's... it's People have heard of it. People have, in fact, heard of it. I mean, City Slickers, that, that's a movie that people have seen. I've seen City Slickers. Well, yeah, it seems like he just directs television now, which is fine, you know, including the so, new MacGyver and the new Magnum P.I. <laughs> wow. So, uh, do you think he got as good a performance out of Mario Lopez as he got out of Billy Crystal? Uh, I mean, I feel like this is just the best that Mario Lopez could do. Okay, I'll admit this movie sounds made up. Uh, also, um, it was written by someone who has only written this movie and a couple episodes of The Young and the Restless, and her name is Sarah Ensley, so it actually was written by a woman. Anyway, move on. What else? <laughs> Why doesn't that make it better? It, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't make it better. Okay. So this is a movie about Melissa Joan Hart, who... It has a family that is so perfect that she feels all of this pressure to bring a man home for Christmas. To bring a man home for Christmas. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) When we meet her, she is... She has a perm in her hair because I, her mom basically negged her and said that her hair lies too flat and doesn't have enough body, which her mom does a lot of just like sing shitty things like that. Yeah, her mom is just the neggingest person. And so she, but then she gets stressed out and leaves the perm in too long and ends up with very tight curls, which really, like, they don't look bad. It's weird that the movie thinks that tight curls look bad. I mean, they kind of look weird for her face, but she could have yeah. made them work like at one point they they say that she looks like a porn star which, which what i've never met a porn star with tight cur- i've never seen a porn star with tight curls like i don't know why <laughs> would that was the was the script written before and just not like not change once they actually sh- saw the hair no one like thought to riff on the hair while they were shooting yeah i don't know i i think that this is a movie with a script full of things that people assume others would say, like kind of like key phrases, like someone would say this, or someone would say this, or this seems like a joke. But Robin not- Williams does something funny, insert here. Yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, and um, in journalism, when, when something needs to be added, like a name or a source or something, mm-hmm. um, the editor or someone will put in TK. It's like this entire yeah. script was just like TK, and they <laughs> forgot to like insert <laughs> other stuff. Insert a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aside from the psychoticness. Oh, yeah. We're, well, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. I'm well, I mean, that. well, the film starts like before the perming. It starts with a flash forward of what is to come. And the first thing you hear her say is, I'm not crazy. And one of the first things you hear Mario <laughs> Lopez say is, you are the devil. And then it <laughs> and then it goes to 18 hours earlier. Yeah. So we're just introduced to them with Mario Lopez walking along a snowy road at night. And Melissa Joan Hart driving up to him saying that the nearest gas station is 20 miles away, so she might as, so he might as well just get back in the car. Which is terrifying. <laughs> That's yeah, such this a is scary. a thriller. This, this, is, this, this is misery. This is... This is, is th- <laughs> well, it's, it's w- because it's like this... 
this um incredibly like crest extra whitening family is like <laughs> is like cocktail hour starts at this time and it's like, like oh no i gotta get ready for cocktail hour i gotta put on my christmas dress and i have to bring a man and it's so weird yeah like they schedule present opening on christmas like they set aside a time for it instead of just you know waiting i don't know that's and, weird to me my family doesn't do that and also like right as someone who is crest extra white family <laughs> Uh, birthed and, from one. You know. <laughs> and her family has so much pressure on her that she's scheduled uh, a job because she works at like a cafe or something or some kind she's of... She's a waitress. A waitress. And she, but she scheduled um, an interview for a new job like right before she's about to leave. But mm-hmm. because she leaves the permit too long and then, get, and then something happens with her car and she gets late, she misses it. And it's funny because... Basically, she got the interview because the guy interviewing her used to call her Little Pootie. Um, like, she was like, like they were, <laughs> right. he was like a neighbor or something. Like a friend of the family. Right. Who, and it's just like, it's just like Poot. Say it again. Pootie means, va- that, that's vagina. <laughs> say it. <laughs> say it. I mean, it. I mean, it could be we're like. It could be the audience is with you. Like we we know what you're going to say. So vagina, might as well say it. like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's such a weird thing. This movie is very oddly sexual for a movie. This it would be like for if, a movie made by ABC Family. For a movie that feels sterile, it's both sterile and sexual at the same time. It's like if one of the previous episodes, Coffee Shop, had sexualness in it. Oh God. Oh my! Can you imagine Coffee Shop with sex? <laughs> It's in the coffee. And in me. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of like, oh, you know, get your life together. And, you know, you meet her boss who it, uh, is named Taj. Um, Guess what ethnicity he is. And then you meet her best friend who you don't see a lot of in the movie except for a visual gag that we will get to later. Yeah, so many visual gags that we'll get to later. And uh, there's just like a whole lot of like, uh, it does. Is there a voiceover? Is she in voiceover too? Yes, she is. Okay, yeah. She so starts in voiceover. So, and in voiceover, she says, "Sanity and insanity comes down to timing," which is <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> That's a terrifying thing to say. That was Jeffrey Dahmer's defense too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You can str- you can strike that joke from the final. <laughs> No idea what that even means. No, I'm definitely leaving it in. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. There's some stuff. There's some. There's some banter. There's like Taj is like, I'm gonna fire you to the best friend, and the best friend's like, you're gonna fire me. Like I'm going to sleep with you? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. I don't know what that means. Say that again. You're gonna fire me. Like I'm gonna sleep with you. Is you're that... going to fire me. Like I'm going to sleep with you. Yes, that's that's yeah, I the just, line. We, I distinctly remember us rewinding. We had to rewind it because I didn't understand. You're going to fire me. Like I'm going to sleep with you. I don't. I don't know what it means. Who okay. structures a sentence like that? Uh, I don't know. And then, uh, so she's supposed to bring like her rich friend, her rich boyfriend, to the. Uh, to her parents' house, but he it's doesn't... It's a cabin in the woods. It's like a, you know, a secluded cabin in the woods, and... Mm-hmm. Again, this is a thriller. And um, he doesn't want to because he 
doesn't like her hair and he thinks that she's being needy. He he actually says the needy thing just doesn't work for me. And he's just like, and he's also just like, oh, we haven't even had sex yet, which honestly, like this guy is a dick. But honestly, if if someone hadn't had sex with me, why would I go meet their parents either? Fair. Fair enough. Like, like we had sex on our first date. So I was. They don't have to know that. So I was like prepared to meet your parents (laughs) after that. I was like, okay, we did it. Hi, audience. <laughs> I didn't expect you to know that. Um, is, that a, is that a weird thing to know? I don't know. It's just, I don't. Uh, so Sam and Strucci has a great segment about parasocial relationships and like knowing details about. Um, oh my God. Having sex on the first date is a very normal thing. Also, I'm, right. also I'm a comedian, so I don't know why you wouldn't expect me to bring it up at okay. some point. I'm surprised I don't have a joke about it already. Uh, I'm all right. Well, let's, okay. You have one now. You have one now. Oh no, but I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable no, either. It's Do you okay. feel bad, it's, honey? It's no, it's fine. You didn't make me feel bad. I just feel a little um, exposed. Know, yeah, a little exposed. Okay, well, you know, I could take a boob out, then I would also be exposed. Well, I guess the audience wouldn't be able to see my boob. Yeah, it is an audio medium. Right, right, right. Um, I'll make it up to you. You can <laughs> say you can say some kind of weird fact about me at any point. Uh. Which I will definitely do because I will. Anyway, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart freaks out on this guy and she's just yelling like, my parents were expecting you. Cocktail hour is. She actually says when cocktail hour is while she's yelling at him, which I don't know why he would respond to that. Yeah, yelling the phrase cocktail hour is a very white culture thing to do. Oh, my God. Like, it's so. <laughs> Um, so, so her mom is also very, um, manipulative. Cause like, you know, she mentions that her mom was every single time she does something that her mom doesn't like her mom's like, are you trying to ruin Christmas? Are <laughs> you trying to ruin Christmas? Like the Grinch or something? Like it's, it's so, so mean spirited. So Melissa Joan Hart is pushed so much to the brink that she sees Mario Lopez who who ha- is getting ready to get engaged to his very rich white girlfriend? He, she sees Mario Lopez and then take <laughs> kidnaps him at gunpoint. Right at gunpoint with a flintlock pistol. Yes, that's the weird thing. It's she kidnaps him at gunpoint with a flintlock pistol, which apparently is an antique that uh, Taj, the restaurant owner, has. Yeah, it's so- wild. <laughs> so so she gets Mario Lopez in her car with well, an she 18, gets well she gets him out 18th, there with an 18th century firearm mind you well she gets him out there for, and then he falls and he hits his head and then when he wakes up he's actually in the car in the oh, right in the car and tied up with what pantyhose or something I don't know it was some shit yeah and then he mentions that he has a girlfriend and like most of John Hart doesn't give a shit you don't basically like I'm the new white woman in your life <laughs> I'm the captain now um, and then he, you, you feel for him until he starts talking. And one of the first things that he says to her is, I'm a guy and sooner or later I will overpower you, <laughs> which is bone oh, chilling. Um, and later he calls way, her crazy by saying, 
the, you know what? You're a little crazy, but uh, <laughs> it's nothing that lithium won't fix. Mario Lopez is terrifying. <laughs> he like it's weird because like she's she's supposed to be scary, but she's scary in a way that I understand. Like you know, crazy white woman pushed to the edge. I mean, how many of those have we met in life? Come on, all of us. Um, well, she's scary in a sitcom kind of way. Whereas, like, she gets into hijinks. Mario Lopez gets into. Whereas, like, he seems mean. Civil suits. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the old man now? Uh, yeah. My favorite character? Yeah, sure. We can get to the old... Talk about the old man. Okay. So after um, they go on the road for a bit, and they they stop for gas, and um, there's a little old man who runs this gas station, and he sees Mario Lopez tied up in the car, and he assumes the worst, and then she gets out of it with this little lie oh, we're going away for a little weekend of, you know, tie me up, tie me down, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. What a, what an old reference. What a weird reference to make. <laughs> Wait, isn't that it, an Ando- Antonio Banderas movie? Uh, might be. <laughs> might be. <laughs> but, but anyway, the, the old man really gets into it. Like, he gives them a pair of fuzzy handcuffs. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's just like looking at her, just like, <laughs> "Oh boy, wouldn't I? What do I would love to give to be you? <laughs> Merry Christmas! I'm horny. <laughs> this is a family movie." <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, she basically like frames her kidnapping as kink and gets away with it. She <laughs> lies multiple times about what's going on, and everyone just believes her. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, Mario Lopez continues to be terrible. Uh, he also accuses her of being a hairy lady man-hater type, which is, I feel like is a line completely lifted from Saved by the Bell. I feel like <laughs> that is something... hairy-legged man-hater type. That's, I feel like that is what he, something that he said to Jesse, Jesse Spano, unsaved by the Bell. <laughs> Like the chick, or, t- or to a person in real life, which I'm pretty sure he like ends up with her like canonically on that show. He ends up with Jesse, uh, which is which is great. I mean, great, uh, great message for the kids. Um, <laughs> well, Saved by the Bell is nothing but great messages for the kids. <laughs> so, you know that the- Funny or Die series, uh, Zach Morris is an asshole. Oh yeah, shout out! It's it's worth the watch. Is it funny or die? It, it's something. It's funny or die. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. That's yes, it. yes. And it's just nothing but episode recaps. <laughs> episode recaps explaining every terrible thing that Zach did, it's which like, is a lot. Like honestly, I could just do an entire party where we just get drunk and watch that. <laughs> the show, the sh- so everyone from Saved by the Bell is a sociopath, except maybe, except maybe Jesse. Yeah, I don't think that Jesse. I mean, the thing that Jesse's most known for is, you know, showgirls, get, <laughs> getting right. getting addicted to caffeine pills, which is a thing that happens to students. Like, it's yeah. actually pretty normal. I mean, like it shouldn't be, but it is. Mm. I've yeah. I've tried caffeine peel peels. Caffeine tr- peels. <laughs> caffeine peels. Um, I tried caffeine pills in school, and like, ugh, ugh, I would never. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's our review of Saved by the Bell. Yes, it is. Uh, so when they finally get to the house, the parents, you meet them, and they are terrible. 
they make a comment where like they're just so shocked that she came with the man and their way of saying this is we oh, thought really? that maybe she liked the innies <sighs> which is just like, another way we're talking about vagina again in this movie the again. innies <laughs> and calling it the and innies the guy, the guy who plays her dad looks like every every republican senator ever he looks so like imagine the, a guy who looks like that just saying we thought she was into the innies <laughs> He looks like the Republican version of the dad from Family Ties. <laughs> it's just, uh. And so, uh, before she meets the parents, before he meets the parents, she does this elaborate lie. She's like, oh, yeah, he likes to play. He likes to pretend that I kidnapped him and that he's being held against his will. It's something that he does when he's nervous. And just, like, laugh it off. And, like, that's what happens. Everyone just laughs at him when he asks for help. So, um, uh, Jody, you're a comedy writer. Uh, comedy is abuse, right? Just all comedy is just a, a play no. form of abuse, right? No. Really? That was my impression watching this movie, oh. since this is the only comedy I've ever seen. Oh, this is the only comedy you've ever seen. Wow, we're introducing <laughs> Kyle to comedy. <laughs> I mean, um, it's just wretched. It's, it's... Just as a premise. It's terrible. Like, there's just... There's a scene where she smashes his cell phone with the meat tenderizer, and... And she sets it up with a one-liner, too. Yeah, she does. I was good at home ec. I was really great at beef tenderloin. Very tender. Smash, 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 smash. Which is wild because they would not let them use an object like that in school because that's how <laughs> someone would get killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is such a weird movie. There's constantly talking about like, oh, who's a slut? Who isn't a slut? Um, why is olive oil called extra virgin? Mm-hmm. At some point, someone says, "Back that ass up." You you said that you said that somebody had right. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, I can't remember exactly in what context it was said. I think it was someone actually commanding someone to move from one place to another and not actually, you know, get down on the floor and dance to your heart's content. Which I yes. believe is the proper use of the phrase back that ass up. Back that ass up. A classic jam by Juvenile. Always a great song to listen to. Um, so can we talk about the best character in this movie? Which one? Maria. <laughs> Maria. Okay, so Maria. Okay, yes. so Mario Lopez has a very rich girlfriend and he finally gets to a phone. And calls the house, and the mother is there because you know it's a whole thing where it's like the whole family lives in a mansion, <laughs> and and she's lying there with a face mask and cucumbers on the eyes and the hair in a towel in the bathrobe, and she's by a pool, and it's very very um, lifestyles of the rich and famous. And she's trying to reach something, and she keeps on asking her, her Maria, I can't reach my drink. Her yes, she keeps on asking Maria, her maid, to get the drink, and Maria just won't do it. And Maria's actually actively edging the drink further and further oh away. Oh my god, what a queen. And then this woman just reaches further and further until she's off her chair and then falls. And then she just goes, oh dears, 
I'm sorry, madam. (laughs) Yeah, Maria. She's the only character who points out how terribly rich everyone is. Yes, Maria is great. How obnoxiously upper middle class and abusive everyone is. If I were going to write this movie, it would be about Maria. (laughs) Um, And suddenly I found how wonderful a sound can be. Honestly, I feel like Beatrice at dinner is like the spiritual successor (laughs) to this. Yeah, that's that's a good movie. it would be a better movie if John Lithgow was actually dead at the end, which he's not. Uh, it would be an amazing movie. Uh, it would be a more satisfying movie. I think it's a, a, a dramatically interesting one, considering that's... And what that's are for a later review of Beatrice at Dinner. Oh, we're not going to get That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, so there's, like, more and more hijinks. Finally, um... Finally, the the girlfriend, the girlfriend doesn't believe that he's kidnapped until he was like, "I'm gonna propose." I was gonna propose, and then like her brain, like you can see the diamonds in her eyes, like propose. There's like a, there's like a zoom in, and she turns, and there's like a little musical flourish and everything. And so then she's just like, "Okay, we have to, we have to save him." And at some, and she, so she, there's like a whole investigation. At some point, we, she. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Melissa Joan Hart's friend, the one from the diner, is being questioned. And when we see her again, she is sitting next to a black man with a giant red bow on his penis who does not speak <laughs> in the right, scene. Right, because the cops like knock on her door. She's in a little sexy Mrs. Claus outfit with like you know uh, white trim and all that. And her, I guess, paramour is just wearing... It's not on his penis. The bow is on his chest. Oh, okay. And he's just, like, wearing little, like, tidy little panties things. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. But, no, he does not say anything, and he is, um, besides Maria, the only other person of color in this movie. Well, and, and Mario... Taj. And Mario Lopez. And Mario... Right, Mario Lopez. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, like, pale Mexican, but, like, yeah. He's beige. Yeah, he is beige. And so, yeah, it, which, which brings us to uh, a disturbing trend in this movie where... Are people of color okay in this movie? <laughs> they don't say anything except for Maria. Like, okay, because Melissa Joan Hart, a white woman, kidnaps Mario Lopez, a Mexican man. And this is, of course, not commented on as, you know, creepy and weird. <laughs> and later on, when you figure out that he grew up poor and actually, like, worked for his wealth, it's another reminder... <laughs> That mm-hmm. he's a minority. I mean, he's like a terrible person in this movie, but that doesn't excuse the fact that like white women in this movie are out of control. <laughs> well, the entire premise is I've kidnapped my date. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uh, this movie is really a thriller about the horror of white women. White woman, Melissa Joan Hart, just her. It's don't drag all the other ones. It's just her. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. No, no, you're right. You're right. I'm remembering the other characters. Mm-hmm. Because the mom and grandma. Mm-hmm. Grandma, drinky, drinky, mm-hmm. June Lockhart, grandma. Mm. Um, really, the only the only white woman in this movie that's not, like, questionable is uh, Melissa Joan Hart's sister who wants to open the yoga studio. <laughs> right, she wants to drop out of law school so she can open a Pilates club in California. Yoga. I, I'm... I thought it was Pilates. Oh, it was it? Um, 
I want to say it's Pilates because there was that whole scene where he was commenting on how flexible she looked. But people think that about yoga too. Anyway, right. it was one of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the parents like, like brush it off as oh, stretching in a land of smoothies and whatever they call yeah. California. It's so so yeah. It later on the film becomes this thing that's totally dishonest, which is that it becomes a love story. Um, Right. It also becomes a story about how all of the kids in this family, well, everyone in this family is basically hiding the fact that they're not perfect. Well, except for the grandma, who's just like, nah, fuck y'all. But we find She's out that they're the, drinking openly. Yeah, the brother is gay, the parents are having marital problems, and it's, you know, which bears the question. <laughs> You know, wouldn't there be a nice, like, safer, like, less offensive movie about just, like, how, you know, perfection is unattainable that did not need to include a kidnapping, you think? Definitely. There could be five movies with that exact premise done exactly that. They could have cut the entire, like, hook out of it. Yeah, um, because what, because this love story is basically just, like, Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart snipping at each other in a way that shows that their relationship is unsustainable. Mm. And so when they end up together, it just feels wrong. The, anyway, but these are evil people, so maybe they deserve each other. It's like a Gone Girl kind of thing where you, they're just so terrible, you're glad they're with each other and not hurting anyone else. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it, there's really not much to say about the relationship of Holiday and Handcuffs because this isn't a relationship movie. This is a movie that rewards a woman's boundary crossing and kidnapping because her parents were hard on her. This movie is actually a great movie about like how white people think that their parents being hard on them is the most devastating thing that could ever happen. <laughs> Like, there's nothing else. She has a job. She Hitler's works. dad was never there for him. She works at a diner. She has a job. She has an apartment. Like, her stuff doesn't look nice, but, like, she's not in peril. She's just, you know, your, every, your everyday struggling artist. Yeah, she there wants are, to. Oh, yeah, she the, wants to be a painter. She's not right. very good, but anyway, it's fine. She's all right. She can, she's like Thomas Kincaidy. She's kitsch. She can, like... You know, dentist office and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dentist office, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she could also get into graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, definitely a legit career. Yeah. I mean, she just has options. Like, it's just. There it are just, options. There are a lot of like options. People it's, just, like, never talked to her about, like, the different things that she could do. It's like one of those Like weird, the kind of thing that a supportive parent might, might do. Right. Yeah. It's just like these weird white families where it's just like, you got to be a doctor or a lawyer or something. And it's like. Because those are, are the only two jobs that have money attached to them. There are other jobs. Yes. And you will be fine. And also so many people. Uh, decide to be doctors that like don't like people and so many people decide to be lawyers and don't like people mm. and makes them kind of shitty at their job like <laughs> we don't need more lawyers <laughs> yeah we just need mm. the ones that we have to like you know empathy gain some empathy some yeah. empathy training um by the way is it just me or is melissa joan hart's character written the way a republican might think 
a young artist in New York might act. 100%. Like, but like in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just like a very, you know, it's clear we're supposed to be making fun of her, but she doesn't really do anything that an artist would do. She just has like the basic stuff where it's like she... She works as a waitress. She's, she's low, she's, you know, making low class money, living in a low class place supposedly according to people um and she paints and that's artsy and she has causes right oh yeah whatever they, those causes are yeah they talk about causes but they don't say what yeah also her family is republican <laughs> yeah well like the line is um oh she went to new york with her causes and her response is being a democrat is not a cause dad which is the only time <laughs> that i laugh like an honest laugh because I think that that's really what Republicans think. It's just like, they really have no idea what Democrats are. They really don't. They just don't. And it's also just like Democrats don't Democrats honestly could stand to have more causes. Honestly, <laughs> like they're not, the well, what? they could stand to have more causes. Like they're not the most yeah. like radical people around. Like I wouldn't even call it being a radical exactly to uh, this is, I guess, where we go off on a tangent about the increased radicalization of the right wing in this country. Um, how yes. even centrist, uh, center left has become radical in some people. Mm-hmm. And anyway, mm-hmm. uh, holiday in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Yes, holiday in handcuffs. Yeah, I don't know. This is this um, movie made as a filler for a 25-day Christmas movie marathon. Yeah, and also it just seems to be... I don't know. It, it seems to be made with the understanding that we all care about what Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart are doing right now. And we, we, we don't, um, <laughs> we don't like there's a, there was a time and a place for them. And it was the nineties. Yeah. And there's a reason why acting didn't really pan out for either. Well, I mean, I guess Melissa Joan Hart has had a very long career, but not because she's a great actress. Uh, you know, she's cute. She's plucky. She's, you know, those things. Um, <laughs> so she's got it, spunk. Right. She's got moxie. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like insult her, but also I think you just did. But also she's like she's like a libertarian. Right. And all that shit. So, I mean, like I don't know, man. Like, I mean, she, uh, what Yeah, if, God's not dead. Okay. Too, so, if that. we were going to I mean, the worst actor in this movie is Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez is incredibly bad at acting Do, like it's does mario lopez have a soul i i don't I, I kept looking for one i don't know i mean not to insult mario lopez or anything yeah uh, yes <laughs> i yeah i don't know like <laughs> you can find you can find a holiday special with more heart than this i would say don't watch this um <laughs> Don't watch this. You you shouldn't watch this. I mean, yeah. could you like it was really a struggle just to get through this. It was so generic. It just felt so long. So long. Yeah, it, longer than it should have been. 
Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's not that Especially long. for a movie that can be summed up in the trailer. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only reason the movie was made, was because it was a decent pitch. Yeah, like, it, it sounds like something wacky that someone would have made in the 80s, but in order to do something like that, you it would have to, number one, be made in the 80s, and number two, it would have to have a lot of charisma behind it, like something like Overboard, which... Like, is a terrible premise, but Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn were not only, like, fucking in real life, and they were, like, really charismatic. And I feel like I mentioned Overboard in the last episode, but I can't remember. I can't keep track. But, yeah, I don't know why it seems like I'm a shill for Overboard. I'm really not. Like, the movie is fine. It's just a great example of how to make wacky work. And this isn't and you should not watch it and i don't even really know what to watch instead like if you want to watch a wacky holiday movie i don't know watch planes trains and automobiles like that's not a romance but ooh, watch that ooh, ooh, the line in winter that's a great holiday movie. <laughs> <laughs> there just as much abuse just as much terrible family drama but you know better actors and um <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> then, then that's what uh, we're I mean, I'm, do. I'm not. I I don't want to like sound too brave by saying this, but Catherine Hepburn is a much better actress than Melissa Joan Hart. Okay. So instead of watching <laughs> Holiday in Handcuffs, you should definitely watch The Lion in Winter, which is a hilarious movie. I laughed all the way through. I. I had what a great shall we time. hang? The holly or each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucking. It's it's fucking great. Um. So, yeah, uh, that was Holiday in Handcuffs, and I thought uh, I should probably, like, announce that soon we are going to launch a personal Patreon for the podcast. It'll be launching at the beginning of January, so get ready, and the pledge tiers are very low, It's like, and it's also monthly, so it's like $2 a month, you know, $3 a month, um, you know. Actually, is there a $3 a month? Anyway, they're very small. Okay, the biggest size pledge is $8 a month. So I'm just saying, it's great. And we can also add more, you know, as we go on and create more perks for you. So Bronwyn and I are really excited about it. And we're going to be doing bonus episodes, which will include more Kyle. You will? Yes. All right. And <laughs> Oh, you didn't know? We decided this I, I learned like this second. <laughs> and it will have other people too. Hopefully we want to bring back Danny Roth because we heard that um the, um the episode that he was on, the Woo episode, was really popular. And Danny loves doing podcasts, so we might bring him back for like a bonus episode or something. And we're going to be talking about television and stuff, so it's really exciting. And Kyle is really excited. He just found out that he's really excited. Yay! <laughs> Please tell me we're... Please say we're going to watch Riverdale and make fun of it. Oh, we could. That's, I mean, that's definitely an option. Well, I mean, that's... that. that it's going to get... I mean, that's a popular hate watch It has now. a lot of romance in it. I mean, we could. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, make sure to follow us on, you know, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at Bad Romance Pod with a zero instead of an O. Follow our individual Twitters, tw- Twitters, tw- Twatters, I don't know. Um, um, I'm at J-O-U-R-D-A-Y-E-N. Bronwyn is at, at Bron.computer, which is a great one. <laughs> and Kyle is at Kyle Calgren. And so we're, we're online and also 
please, like, if you enjoy the podcast, give us a five-star review and, you know, get ready for our Patreon and, you know, more stuff. Get hype. (laughs) So please take care of yourself over the holidays. Drink water. Take some time away from your parents. Don't kidnap anybody. Please don't kidnap anybody. Anyway, we love you. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Kyle Caldron. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Oh, yeah, back it up, back it up.